from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and good evening. Welcome to another edition of Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin. Now, 2020 has brought about vengeful rumbling within various communities as well as other areas as FEDA presidents take it upon themselves to rid their areas of drugs and drug dealers taking over their streets. 2019 has just, of course, concluded, and that year saw a drug dealer in Athlone being kicked out of his house by community members as people as people simply had enough of him and his illegal activities. So just to refresh your memory, in this story, the community surrounded the house known as the White House and demanded that the drug dealer, along with his accomplices, face them. When he refused... They tore down the gates and started attacking the house with rocks, forcing everyone inside to flee. And just last week, something similar happened in Bridgetown, also in Athlone. People living in the area took it upon themselves to remove four drug dealers from the community. One of these dealers, known as Beetle, is alleged to have sold underage sex slaves. The community forced him out of his house, beat him, and then went on a rampage, destroying the properties of three other drug dealers. Tonight, we tackle the issue of mob justice and what exactly that entails. So let's go into the show and let's find out who's online. Now, of course, I'd like to welcome back to the show A.B. Isaacs, and he's no stranger to the show. In fact, A.B., we talk about drugs and gangs on the show almost every other week. It's become one of the running topics in our community, and it's, of course, an important topic. Now, what's happening in our communities? That's an important question. We need to know what's happening. Are people going back to what is called vigilantism? Okay. Good afternoon and salam alaikum to evening to you and your listeners. Yes, I think um, what has become a norm uh, is that uh, we've observed that there is quite a number of community members that have taken um, what we deem the law into their own hands. Um, yes, uh, we understand the level of frustration from community members, specifically when the law enforcement agencies does not respond to some of their demands. Okay, so exactly what are you seeing? I know that you are, of course, from the Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum. Is there any of this kind of talks on the ground where you are in Mitchell's Plain? Um, at this stage, um, I haven't picked up, but um, what we've also observed, um, <clears throat> just about a week or two ago, there were people in a particular area where they alleged a, per, a, a alleged person have um, uh, allegedly raped a person, and the community subsequently took the law into their own hand, as we say it. And um, it was good, um, but the reaction of the police was quick to, to, to um, take the alleged suspect. Um, that is what we've picked up. And when you say the community took matters into their own hands, what exactly did they do? Um, as what, what we call the mob justice. Uh, what we call mob justice in the community taking the law into their own hands. Um, easy, um, 
as an example, um, hitting the person with sticks, um, you know, those type of things. Yeah. Look, I know that this is not the first time that we have this topic on the show. We have talked about this before, but of course, it's topical now. It's newsworthy. People need to be kept informed about what's happening in our community. Now, let's just for the sake of listeners clarify what exactly is vigilantism. Vigilantism in interpretation of my understanding is that <clears throat> when people operate with, uh, with, um, outside of the framework of the law, e.g. not phoning the police when these um, matters happening, not following through in terms of the case numbers, um, people literally, and, and, and my understanding, why we see this happening is people literally getting frustrated um, in, the, in the absence of service delivery from various agencies. Okay. But, I mean, do you communicate with people in which explain that they are breaking the law? Because to kill someone or to beat someone is illegal. And whether or not, you know, you believe someone may have, as you had said in this case, raped someone, it is an allegation. And at the same time, it's something that must still be tested and proven. Yes. Therefore, one, one normally says to the community, let the um, law take its course. It's only the um, independent judiciary that would be able to make a final decision whether a person is guilty or not guilty. Um, but just again, one to understand sometimes the level of frustrations from our community. But is it justified? It's not, not at all. So from a CPF side, uh, we condemn it. But uh, just uh, again, we are humans and we understand the level of frustrations as I can say. Uh-huh. Look, when it comes to the community police forum, surely you play a role as well. I mean, do you think that people are even undermining your role by taking the law into their own hands? I think, uh, as you put it correctly, yes, we've observed that as well, where people clearly undermine um, the role of the community policing forum, um, specifically through our structures, through our street committees and our block committees. We normally make it the point that there's a law in this country and uh, let's allow the um, due courses to, to follow. Okay. And when it comes to the uh, protection, though, of young people, do you think, especially children, you know, often are, have been victim, there's always a headline in the news about, some, about a child, about someone who has raped or murdered a child. I mean, do you think it's because the level of the crime has gotten to a point where it's actually so disgusting? Totally agree. In terms of you look at, um, um, as I correctly, as you correctly put it, the level of the crimes, uh, the, um, what the alleged perpetrators are doing. Hence, um, one again, as I say, one does understand the level of frustration. One does understand the level of anger from communities. But however, we still encourage communities. Let's allow the law to take its course. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe. I mean, something else in terms of advice to communities let's say for example the year that somebody had allegedly committed a crime what should they do instead of going to the person's house and beating them up although on the other hand of course it's so difficult to stop people when they are angry but what do you say to people like that Uh, again um, founder agencies uh, engage the agencies which is whether it's such whether it's the law enforcement engage them um Make it a point that they have the reference numbers. Yes, um, sometimes they, and, and, and one to understand is the, 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 what I sometimes put a poor response of the agencies. That also. And then also, what also, um, from my understanding that I've picked up over the years, is when the agencies come and they have an attitude towards their community, not knowing what the real issues sometimes are. 
Okay, okay. Look, you're definitely informing us now about things that, I mean, that we don't necessarily experience um, when you're talking. That's why I like interviewing people from the ground because, you know, you really bring to us the realities of what's happening in various communities. Now, you know, the other obvious thing is that people do see with their eyes what is happening in their community, right? And therefore, they obviously have gone to the, ho- the homes of drug merchants because they see the negative impact and effect of drugs in the communities, not just on their children, but also the crime that it leads to. What, I- what is it about the police, though, that they should be doing in this situation? I think the police should um, be, in terms of the law of the country, and that's my understanding, they should protect um, uh, the citizens. Um, that's the first thing. And, 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 and let me just quickly run through to another step. Um, what I've picked up over the past couple of years is that social media um, also plays a pivotal role. A person alleges, goes viral on social media, you see the whole community comes out. Yeah, and, and that's the danger when people turn to social media to accuse somebody of a crime without it actually having been tested verified. or verified. Yeah, I mean, I'm that, of course that, asking that's all these the questions. That is that social media plays a pivotal role in what we what I what I sometimes call inciting some of these violences that are that are happening. And if you even if you look if you listen to some of these uh, video uh, voice clips that have been circulating in and around um, late December about uh, what's happening in Mitchell and none of those things were verified. So it's obvious that people need to verify the facts, right? But I guess it's difficult because who do you go to? Who do you, where do you actually verify the facts? You know, when there's so much hearsay, when everybody in your community has something or an opinion about something, it's difficult to verify it. I want to also make sure that our listeners participate in the show. Listener, you are more than welcome to give us a call. The number in the studio is 021-442-3530, or you can send us a WhatsApp to the number 072-238-0712. That is 072-238-0712. 0712 or you can phone us on 021-442-3530 I think we'll go for an ad break Live from Cape Town this is the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Welcome back to Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. This evening we are talking about vigilantism. It's something that seems to be happening more frequently as communities are taking the law into their own hands. Listeners, I want to thank you for your contributions on WhatsApp. Let's look at what some of the listeners are saying. As mentioned earlier, you are more than welcome to contribute to the show. Um, you can, of course, phone us. The number in the studio is 021-442-3530. And you can also send us a WhatsApp to the number 072-238-0712. Now, let's look at some of the messages before we go to our next guest. Listener 4506 says, Assalamu alaikum. In the face of police inefficiency and mob justice, it seems to be the only solution what to do when you find yourself with someone in need of assistance and the police are not pitching? Would you allow it to escalate? And then listener 0115 says, 
Drug houses provide vital, vital information to police regarding crime and criminals, and that is why they are allowed to continue. Well, that's an interesting opinion. This is a trend coming on since apartheid. Bribery is also another factor. The constitution and laws of the country are inadequate and outdated to deal with the scourge of drugs and crime. Then let's look at what else, if there is anything else. Well, those are all the messages for now relating to our topic. As mentioned, you can send us a WhatsApp. Do you think that vigilantism is the answer to stopping drugs and gangs in our community? Well, let's go and find out more about this from our next guest. And he is Mark Rousseau. He's the spokesperson for the Steenberg Community Police Forum. Mark, good evening. Welcome to Burning Issue. Good evening, sir. Mark, what do you make of the new cases of vigilantism happening in Cape Town? Look, vigilantism um, can never really be condoned. Um, I think purely because when people take the law into their own hands, um, there's always the off chance that an innocent person um, could get hurt or even killed. But then on, on, the, you know, um, on the flip side of that, um, you know, one can understand where vigilantism comes from, um, especially um, under Cape Flats, uh, and why people are, are taking the law into their own hands, because it, it, it comes from pure frustration. Uh, frustration not just with the police, frustration with correctional services, frustration with um, the, the entire legal system, you know, the, the courts, for instance, as well. They, they, it's, it's all contributing factors to um, the, the vigilantism that we're seeing um, happening, well, not just in, on, the, on the Cape Press, but even in the Northern Cape um, over the, the, the last few weeks. Okay. So, they, they, yeah, you know, there is um, empathy for, for the fact that people want to take the, the, the law into their own hands because it's, um, you know, it's, people are frustrated, you know. Uh, um, I'm not talking about people, I'm talking about, you know, the, the, the entire Cape Flats, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the news headlines are anything to go by, it's very clear that crime has gotten to a point where it's, you can't even think about, like, what goes through some people's minds, man. The kind of yeah, crimes that happen. Spiraling. It's spiraling. It's getting, it's getting out of hand. And, and, and you know, um, the, the community at large and the public is, is, is very quick to blame um, the police. Um, and look, the police, I'm sure they, they, they have to take some of the blame. But then on the Cape Flats, most of, of um, the police stations on the Cape Flats are under-resourced, which is, which is a huge problem that has to be addressed. Um, it's, they're under-resourced. But then, you know, the police are not the only ones that are supposed that they're there to fight crime. You, you, look at, you have to look at... at um, at the court system, you know, at the um, when these perpetrators, you know, they 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 arrested today, the police do such a good such a good job, and uh, you know, to um, to bring them to book. But then when they appear at court, they get bail. Um, in a few days' time, they you see them walking outside, and now the community wants to know. But now this person did this crime. How come he got bail? Then also the correctional services are are, are to be blamed because they are the people that that do the, the, the paroles, you know, the early paroles. If I can just give you an example, um, the, the 12-year-old girl that was murdered, that was been missing and found in, um, in Lotus River last week, her killer was somebody that was, that, that, that was convicted of this crime, similar crime previously, but he was out on, on early parole, you know? 
So, so where do you draw the line? Yeah, but now something is happening where people are actually targeting drug dealers. Is that because this is such a big source of the crime in our communities? Look, it, it really is. It, it is um, the skirt of drugs. Are, I mean, if you, if you look at gangsterism, why there's gang violence? Gang violence really happens because of it's a, it's a turf war, and that turf war is driven by by drugs. And I mean, and drug dealers are, are sort of at the forefront of this. And that is why the people, and besides the fact that that they um, wear down the fabric of society, um, they are are really very much to blame for for the for the gang violence um, that is really going on. So, um, and that is why people are frustrated with and, and taking the the law into their own hands with regard to the drug dealers. Let's focus on Steenberg. What are you seeing? What are people saying in your neighbourhood? Look, we, you know, this. I've, um, I've, I've watched the chat groups over the last couple of days, and and you know, I won't be surprised that in, in the same precinct, we will be going to be seeing the, a similar sort of, um, you know, mob justice or vigilantism because people are just getting, um, so of say people are hateful, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and, um, and this is a thing that, that that can spiral out of hand if it's not. Um, taken by the scuff of the neck because it has the potential to do so. Um, because all over the, the Cape Coast, people are the of crime. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not just talking about gang violence, but crime in general, house robberies, um, breakings, you know, um, any contact crime. Um, the people are just people ain't enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, can, like, I must emphasize that, that that's not only just the police to be blamed, there's a whole system, you know, that, that, that is at fault when it comes to, to actually bringing um, these, these perpetrators to book. Mm-hmm. Look, I just quickly want to read two WhatsApp messages, then I'll ask the same question to you that I asked my earlier guest. Uh, listener 8080 says, People are fed up. The justice system is failing them. So what else yeah. is there to do? I don't blame people. That's, of yeah. course, saying that the listener actually does not blame people when they turn to mob justice or vigilantism, as it's also called. Yeah. Yeah. Listener 9910 says... Okay, um, our justice system is in a mess. We will stay with these problems. We have to look at the Constitution to rectify the justice system. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's quite like a big thing going on there. And yeah. then, oh my God, this message is so funny. The listener 0115 says, Mob justice will, will also form part of the fourth industrial revolution in South Africa. Okay, <laughs> going from... Yeah, anyway, I'm done. Okay, so uh, what I do need to, to say to you, though, is, or ask you rather, is the same question I asked um, our guest from another community police forum, the Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum. The danger, of course, is we understand the frustration of people. We understand that crime is out of control and people feel completely victimized, scared and and helpless. Helpless, yes. Helpless. You know, and... and, and they feel the, completely helpless. And you know, and like you know what, what people do when they're helpless, they become desperate, and desperation leads to danger. Become they become dangerous, you know. So this is what I'm getting at. So we have people who then decide to act violently as well, right? Mm. But now the the question is, I mean, that behavior in itself is illegal to kill someone to, yes. you know, I mean, what yes. what does one do Taking about the law that? into your own hands and vigilantism is illegal. I mean, and the law will never condone that. Um, besides, like I said earlier, besides the fact that it's illegal, 
and uh, it won't be condoned by the law or by the justice system. Um, it is the, 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 the danger about it is that innocent people could get killed or in the, in the process. Yeah. yeah, of course. Now, I want to come back to your. You mentioned something about the WhatsApp messages and the WhatsApp group that indicates that there might be a vigilante um, situation in Steenburg. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you can see the pot is being stirred. Um, and, um, and, and it's not, I am not really surprised that it, that it is happening because I see it happening in other areas. Um, and I mean, these people are. Uh, I mean, I belong to a neighborhood watch. I mean, we see what happens to crime on a, you know, on a daily basis. Um, and most of the crime are opportunistic crime sometimes. Um, but, I mean, it's still crime, you know. And people are, are getting getting the covert. So, um, like I'm saying, the pot is being stirred. Um, and at one, it, it, you know, if it, at one stage that pot is going to boil over. I think I think what's important for us to also understand then is how does one begin to communicate with an angry community, you know, that what they are doing is in fact criminal. We understand the crime against children and women in particular is so low and it is so disgusting. We understand that and we see this every day. There are funerals, there are people dying. But like, how do we begin to communicate with a community that is traumatized, fragile, broken, helpless, you know, that their frustration, the way they are expressing it, is in fact also yeah. criminal? Yeah, it is. And it's a very sensitive thing. It has to be really handled with kid gloves because, um, because it's so sensitive and, and because people are frustrated, it has to be done very, 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 very carefully and then... And, and you know, it's uh, it's something that, that we be hoping that will will not become something that's out of control, pretty soon. Um, and that 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 uh, you know um, that it doesn't spread any further than, than than what it was. I mean, I know there's a, there's a thousand man march planned for this weekend. I think um, in the Bridgetown Netherlands area. Um, and let's just hope that, that that doesn't get out of control again, you know, like, like what happened um, over, the, over the last weekend. Yeah. But it's a, it's a very sensitive issue. And, mm. and, and I, mean, I, I empathize with, with the community because I know exactly what they're going through. But then again, being, that being said, um, mob justice and vigilantism can never be condoned. Mm-hmm. I mean, the marches are also endless, right? And I guess people are feeling that it doesn't help them. Going on another yeah. protest and so on. Yeah. Look, yeah, I mean, we'll that's, be. That's, yeah, that's, uh, people are frustrated, really. But you know, they have to do. They they want to do something, but they just don't know what to do. And often they end up doing the wrong thing. You know? Yeah. Look, we also have listen- feedback now from our listeners on the WhatsApp line. Of course, listener 2943 responding to a comment from another listener saying, the comment about drug dens providing info on crime to the South African police services is so absurd. Really? And then listener 4506 says, as hundreds of police are sacked due to corruption and other crimes, shows the level of appetite to combat crime. Police morale needs to be boosted, says that listener. And of course, listeners, I just want to remind you that this is a community platform. You are more than welcome to participate, share your opinions, your views, your thoughts on what's happening on the ground where you are staying and in our communities. You can give us a call live on air. The number is 021-442-3530. That is 021-442-3530. Or send us a WhatsApp to 072-238-0712. That is 072-238-0712. Are more people 
wanting to take the law into their own hands do you think this is right do you think it's wrong do you think the level of frustration about crimes in our communities are just so high that people are willing to act violently against the people that they want to remove from the communities. I must also remind you that the views expressed in this program are not the views of the voice of the Cape. It's management or staff. Listener 4970 says, Why can the government not bring in the death penalty? We taxpayers must pay for the criminals. The government can utilize the money for education, health, etc. This country is going down like a... like in top speed. Wow. This country is going down like in top speed. Okay. Well, listeners, we do thank you for your opinion. And like I said, we do welcome it. Look, let's wrap up now with Mark. As I'd mentioned earlier, he's a spokesperson for the Steenberg Community Police Forum. Now, on these chat groups, I mean, isn't it inadvisable to inform people, you know, that, look, taking the law into your own hands. I mean... There's also the fact that somebody actually hasn't been proven by law to be guilty of a crime, you know. Exactly, yes. Um, yeah, you're only guilty when, when, the, when the law is proved guilty. Yeah, look what, what myself and my colleagues in this on the CPF, because um, all of us are on these tattoos as well. And we normally do our darndest sort of to cull these things, you know, these, these texts before it gets out of hand and sort of advise people that, you know, you, by taking the law into your, into your own hands, you're becoming nothing more than a criminal yourself, you know. So, and the consequences could be dire for you, you know, if if, if caught or if if somebody, you know, if somebody gets killed, um, in, 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 you know, and you were involved in it, mob, everybody that was involved could be charged, you know, and you can end up with a criminal record. Um, but people are so frustrated that they they don't really see that or hear that. They they just you know they because of frustration they they don't really care, which is which is a dangerous thing, you know. It's it's uh, uh, it's a powder cake at the moment. It really is. Mm-hmm. What are your closing thoughts on this topic? I mean, it's very newsworthy at the moment. We're seeing it. It's it's kind of scary, but at the same time, it's also like you say, it's understandable in some way. But you know, it's it's also just like does vi- is more violence the answer? You know, I mean, our listener five seven eight six believes that mob justice is the only way to survive in some of the areas. Yeah, look, violence really breeds violence. Um, and, you know, we, like I said, it, it can never be condoned, uh, vigilantism. Um, and, again, I would say that, that um, you know, people's frustrations are, are, are somewhat warranted. Um, we know where this comes from. Um, and we just have to do, you know, the, the people like, like myself, people, in the, you know, in... Um, uh, you know, we have to we have, we have to keep it clear and not fuel this thing any further than than it, than it really is, and and, and try and, and and call it as as um, you know as as we go ahead as as we go forward. You know, try and, and sort of contain it before before it it, it, it erupts. Mm-hmm. You know, because the volcano that can erupt any day. Yeah. Well, Mark Rousseau, thank you so much for your time. He's the spokesperson for the Steinberg Community Police Forum. We thank you for giving or sharing, rather, your insights with us on Burning Issue. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. Thank you. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM.
So welcome back to Burning Issue. I'm Yazid Kamal. In this evening, we are talking about vigilantism, also known as mob justice. And of course, the reason for this topic tonight is that we have seen some of this happening. We have seen some mob justice is happening. Let me just check the WhatsApp line to see if there's any new messages that have come through. Listener 4506 says that... Um, listener 4506 says someone last year commented that the death statistics due to violence and gangs reflected that of a war and thus we needed the army to assist where police are incompetent well the army did in fact go out to various communities and it didn't help much the crime has continued let me just find out who's my next guest we now have hashim kasim on the line and he is a Molana at the Sadiq Masjid. Ashim Assalamu alaikum, good evening, welcome to Burning Issue and I believe you are in Elsie's River. Yeah. Look, while many of us have heard or are aware of the concept or the Sharia concept rather of an eye for an eye, how many of us, you know, have a deal understanding of it? So when it comes to mob justice, we see our communities reacting very violently to criminals, you know, of, let's be honest, very heinous crimes. So Molana, we need to understand, you know, like what does Islam advise us around this? بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأصلي على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. But dear friend, we know when we speak about crime in Islam, we speak about justice. Remember always, everybody is innocent until proven guilty. Oh, I love that. You know, you can't just be. Uh, I saw him uh, hitting the person, and I can just hit back, and I saw him killing. I can kill him back. There is a Hakim that is one who is supposed to find him guilty. And then the punishment comes. Yes, we are heard about Al-Aynu bil wal sinu bisin, a tooth for a tooth and an eye for an eye. That is after a court ruling. The other ayah, the Quran says, فَإِنْ أَقَبَتُمْ فَأَقِبُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا أُقِبَتُمْ بِ If you are afflicted, then you can take revenge and the same thing back. And the same way back, wala in sabartum wa huwa khairul sabiri. But if you have patience, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala love those who have patience. So it is yes, the highest end there for an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But it's also been done after being found guilty. Mob justice and 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 the kangaroo court that we find in our townships is not always uh, sincerely. It is at times we we exaggerate in the punishment, and or we just by hearsay hurt that the person is guilty, and then we attack, and that is the part where we becomes instead of being the 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 victim, we now become the perpetrator, because we did not find the person guilty yet, and we didn't find there wasn't proof that it was him. And when there is proof or there is witnesses, then the authority is there. As a Muslim, we need to know that the authority of the country supersedes at times our emotions and our understanding of them. Mm-hmm. Well, you've explained it very beautifully to us. Shukran for that. So, of course, that nullifies the mob justice. Taking the law into your own hands is, in fact, not something that is encouraged in Islam, there is a legal frame, framework that needs to first 
test the, the allegation that somebody committed a crime and then yeah. justice should or will be handed out accordingly it isn't just yeah. before you find before you even went and did your investigation you can't just go and kill someone or burn down their house or drag them down the street as we are seeing in our communities at present. But Molina, you know, we understand that, that the frustration of our communities, you know, um, women in particular, girls in particular, children, rape, murder. We have the issue of drugs and gangsterism, essentially ruining the lives of many people. You know, I mean, it seems though that this is almost an expected outcome. The mob justice should happen or would happen at some point. You know, my dear brother, at times when it comes to that part, where our communities at times are at fault by not reporting those things, no follow-up cases. We will, we, we will be known and we will be aware of uh, immorality or injustice and we will keep quiet. When somebody else jumps up on the wagon, I will also follow him. But being the person that even our women, when things happen to them, they are the first that is quiet, keep quiet. Because it is a family embarrassment if the man must go to prison. We, uh, we, have, uh, we are part of the, of the problem of not speaking up and not breaking the violence. When somebody else jumps on the wagon, now I also shout with, you know, I also sing with, you know, death to him and bring back the death penalty. But in our own families, when things happen, we are the, the, the most quiet people especially when we are Muslim and our male Muslims are doing the wrong. We are very quick to hide it and to cover it. Uh, he, was, he was very angry. You know, he lost his temper. You, we, we were almost justifying it, making excuses for the perpetrator. So if society do, do that, what do we expect? Much happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I must say that I'm very glad that you are on the show because you're bringing such a wonderful perspective. And like I said earlier in the show, it's not the first time that I'm talking about vigilantism or mob justice on burning issue. I think what is so important for us to understand is that the law must first take its course before we take matters into our own hands. That is the main message that I'm getting out of this interview. Do you have anything else that you would like to add? You know, we, we, we speak about gender violence. And we speak about, you know, many men, they get their hiding under time, you know. They get abused a lot. But also when women get abused, as leaders, as an imam, if I know about it, I shouldn't be able to cover it or justify it because it's a prominent person. It happens more in the prominent houses, in the prominent Muslim houses. And we try to justify it. The man lost his temper and he was very angry. He didn't mean to do it. As an imam, I first tell any lady that comes with a complaint about, please make a case. Please, you need to go to the police station. I'm I'm the imam, but if I know about it, I'll be the first one to say we should fight against it by going to the law. And if the law does not, and as, as leaders as the community, we should have the law in our hands. Mean the law at our fingertip. If I don't get a result from the case being laid, I as a leader should go further and find out what it is. At the end of the day, people look up to us as leaders, whether we are the ulama, whether we are the magic committees, whether we are the organization committees, people look up to us and expect from us to have of that 
They hope that we will do something about it. At the end of the day, if we keep quiet as leaders and as Muslims, we are actually saying it's okay, it can move on. When we as Muslims love the Islamic way and do the right thing when it is happening, don't wait for one day. And, and don't overlook because it's a prominent person. Nabi Karim said in the hadith, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, law sarika Fatima binta Muhammadin laka pa'atu yadaha. If Fatima, my own daughter, must steal, I will cut, up, cut off her hand first. It means don't look at those uh, people with prominence or people with, with state of the community. We overlook that. And, and when the scholar does it, we want to speak about it. Because, because of our keeping quiet and not breaking the silence, we almost allow it to happen in our communities and in our society. My last question before we break for Maghrib is, what do you say to the hundreds of people who are listening to this radio station right now, living in communities under siege, you know, where gangs and drugs and crime and violent crime, in fact, is a daily occurrence? What do you say to those people? They have lost patience. They do not necessarily have the sabr that you may be saying they should have. I'm saying to you very simple, break the silence. If 10, 10 gangsters in a community of, uh, of 200 people can't keep us hostage, if we as 10 can speak up, or 10 Muslims speak up, or 10 uh, people that, that are responsible to break the silence, it will make a difference in a community. You need one or two or 10 to make a difference. Come in fi'atin, qalilatin, ghalabat. How many small groups have overpowered big groups? Mm-hmm. It, it, it takes a me which to start with myself, and it starts with you, to make that sensitivity where people will stand up against violence. People are, I'm staying in El River, supposed to be a gang-fested and a, and a drug-fested area. Allah here, our masjid is safe, because we don't allow it here. We don't allow by we're keeping quiet. If things happen, once they try to threaten um, us with the masjid, it was his last, it was almost his last breath and his last chance he ever tried doing the masjid. That I'm saying, if in our road, there are 30 people staying, 30 families, there are two gangsters, there are 10 gangsters, they can't take us over. They can't overpower us if we stand up. But if we don't stand up, we don't speak up, we will be forever be hostage. By their actions. Allah must guide me and guide you and protect me and protect your family of this inhuman way of living. Mm-hmm. We want to thank you. Shukran so much for joining us this evening on Burning Issue. Molana Hashim Kasim from the Sadiq Masjid in Alsis River. Shukran. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good evening. Welcome back to The Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. This is not a topic that we are unfamiliar with, the topic of mob justice and vigilantism. It's something we have discussed on the show before. We, of course, are bringing it up again because we have now seen recent cases where communities fed up with crime and drugs have taken the law into their own hands. We've spoken to various people this evening from community police forums to hear from them what's happening in their communities. We've also heard the Islamic perspective which states that we ca- we have to trust and believe that no person is or rather everybody is innocent until proven guilty and we should not take the law into our own hands because we don't actually know based on hearsay or allegation whether somebody has indeed committed a crime. Now we take the conversation forward and we will now welcome our next guest to the show and this is Dr. Simon Howell. He's a senior researcher at the Center of Criminology and UCT. And of course, it's important to understand the criminal impact of mob justice and vigilantism so that our community can become empowered. Dr. Simon, good evening. Welcome to Burning Issue. Hi, good evening. I think what's very important to discuss, especially from a legal perspective um, around mob justice, so people can understand, is mob justice and vigilantism a criminal offence and can anybody involved in this actually be arrested? Well, uh, so mob justice or vigilantism is a form of collective violence that is utilized uh, to punish or otherwise um, maim or kill a person who is suspected of committing a crime. Um, so in terms of the law, if someone commits, I mean, if someone in that mob happens to kill or maim or injure um, the person who is a suspect, then it is illegal because it's, I mean, it's extrajudicial. It's uh, beyond the law. So it is illegal. I mean, it's murder, frankly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, people understandably are angry at what's happening in society. I've, I, I keep mentioning that the news headlines show us really how grave the situation is in various communities across the Cape. But I mean, people don't seem to necessarily then maybe understand. They feel justified, in fact, by going after an alleged criminal. Well, so I mean, it's quite a complex phenomenon in South Africa. It has a long history, for one, um, with vigilantism being used as a means of punishing various people who were, you know, sort of be, thought to be in cahoots with the apartheid state, for instance, um, or spies and the like. Uh, so it has that. It also has a connection with the migration of people from rural areas to the urban areas, in which. In the rural areas, they are the, the, the state coverage in terms of policing isn't as, as as widespread. So you know, I mean, people take the law into their own hands as a, as a necessity almost. Whereas here, when in the urban areas, it's not so easy, and people end up being convicted of crimes when they thought they were justified in perpetuating them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, do you think that the police should be more proactive then? You know, in responding to crime more effectively. It, well, I mean, yes, in the sense that the mob justice was often a result of the community seeing the need to take uh, the issue into their own hands. Um, but I think, you know, it's a complex issue in that people that commit mob justice may feel justified and they may feel right. And they may feel that they're not breaking the law. And then when they discover that they have, uh, they, you know, they, they're obviously quite upset because they, they thought they were doing the right thing. So I think a lot more education needs to be undertaken to explain to people, you know, what is the law and what can be done and what cannot be done and what the difference between, for instance, the citizen's arrest is and an actual arrest. Um, and so as to provide people, empower people so that they don't transgress the law in the point 
in which they're trying to uphold the law. Mm-hmm. You've actually taken the conversation a bit forward now by mentioning a citizen's arrest because, I mean, let's inform our listeners. Can listeners in fact hold an alleged criminal without necessarily violently reacting towards the person? Is, is that something? What is exactly? What exactly is a citizen's arrest? So citizen's arrest means that you can't detain someone for any extended period of time. You simply apprehend them so long as you have visible and clear um, evidence uh, that there has to be something physical and tangible uh, to show that this person committed this crime, in which case you may then detain the individual, but at the same time call the police and may only detain them until such time as the police arrive. Uh, it's not a means of taking the law into your own hands or simply, you know, looking for people who you feel may or may not be committing a crime. It's to say that if there are instances where citizens uncover a crime and the police have yet to respond, they may detain the individual uh, in a nonviolent way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've heard from you that mob justice has a history in South Africa, of course, dating back to the days of the struggle against apartheid and so on and i mean we even heard from another interviewee on this evening show um he was from sternberg and he was saying that on their whatsapp group they are increasing calls actually for mob justice and it seems to be something that isn't going away soon quite frankly I don't think, yeah i don't think it will go away anytime soon um you know, people are, A, there's a history of it, and there's sort of the president for doing it. But also, I mean, people feel that they need to do this because the state has failed to respond to their needs. So, you know, I mean, ultimately, if one wants to stop mob justice, one needs to figure out why or where the state has failed and provide the services that are necessary so this doesn't occur in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that we're actually beginning to take the conversation perhaps to some of the causes they are instead of just saying these are violent angry people but we're actually saying well there's something wrong with the system that creates this yeah um i mean you know mob justice is not justified in terms of the violence that is committed against people nor is it justified in terms of uh people you know judging other people in the sense that you know, feel that they can take into account all the evidence as a court of law would do but equally one can understand that you know people feel the need to do this because there has been a failure of say services and it, it's an act of desperation or um, mm-hmm. at many instances simply to just curtail what they feel are the key proponents of crime because no one else is doing anything about it yeah i mean that's exactly what we're hearing from the people at community police forums that we have interviewed this evening and you know they essentially are saying that people are just fed up you know i mean it's 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 happening yeah it's all around them so dr simon Hall, any closing remarks from your side um i think people just need to be aware that you know it is illegal to conduct or undertake mob justice and if one is involved in or you know around something that occurs like this they need to think carefully about their own actions and not get caught up in the moment in the crowd Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, wise words there. I mean, it's it's something that our our local um, imam had said as well. You know, he cautioned people actually against this kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for your time, and yeah, we appreciate you talking to Burning Issue. Sure, thank you. From Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM.